Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu al-atamani al-akmalani ala khayri khalqillahi ajma'een wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man sara ala sabilihi wa nahjihi wa man istanna bi sunnatihi wa man ihtada bihadihi ila yumiddin amma ba'd وقد قال تعالى في قرآن المجين والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إنما نطعمكم لوجه الله لا نريد منكم جزاء ولا شكورا صدق الله العظيم All praise and all thanks is only due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who yet again has given us this beautiful opportunity of gathering in the house of Allah ta'ala on the Mubarak occasion of Jumu'ah we make dua to Allah Ta'ala that He gives us the tawfiq of appreciating this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah. We make dua to Allah Ta'ala that He allows us to see many, many more days of Jumu'ah. And we also make dua to Allah Ta'ala that He makes it such that the last day of our earthly life is the day of Jumu'ah. Last week we were speaking about this quality of ikhlas, sincerity of intention. And we explained how important it is as far as our deen is concerned. And we gave a few examples. So today we'll just continue with that some practical examples from the life of our akabir from the life and from the ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and from the life of contemporary ulama who displayed a very high level of ikhlas sincerity so that we can identify and we can appreciate how important this aspect of sincerity is there was a great alim by the name of maulana ismail shahid sahab rahmatullah alayhi he was once invited to give a talk in the Jami Masjid in Delhi. Those of us or those that may have traveled to India, they know that near the Lal Qilla, the Red Fort, there's a massive masjid that is there. That is known as the Jami Masjid of Delhi. So it's a big masjid and the masjid was packed to capacity. So he had given a very powerful bayan. He was a very good orator, naturally good orator. So he had given a very powerful bayan for a few hours. And upon terminating the bayan, the bayan had finished. And now when he was coming out of the masjid, just at the door, at the entrance of the masjid, there was a villager that had come. And he had come from a long distance. So when he met the villager, the villager asked him, that is the bayan over? He said, yes, it's over. So he was disappointed that I had come from so far to listen to the talk, and now the talk is over. So he introduced himself and he asked him to sit there on the stairs of the masjid. On the stairs of the masjid, sit. And then, for the same amount of time, for a few hours, as though he's addressing the whole crowd, he addressed this one villager. So somebody asked him, said, Hazrat, how come you with the same enthusiasm, with the same zeal, with the same spirit you are addressing this one person, like how you address the whole crowd? He said, that time I gave the bayan for the sake of Allah. And now I'm repeating the bayan for the sake of Allah. It's not the crowd that is impressing me. I'm doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's another incident, Hazrat Mullah Tanvi rahmatullahi, he invited his ustad, Sheikh Ul-Hind, Mullah Mahmud al-Hassan rahmatullahi, at that time, Mawlana Tanvi Rahmatullahi was still young and he was in Khanpur. And he called his Ustad, Sheikh Ul-Hind, and told him that I want you to speak to an audience of educated people. Now in Mawlana Tanvi Rahmatullahi's mind, at that time, people didn't have, especially the educated class, they didn't have too much of respect for ulama. They thought that these ulama, that they are simple Simons, they are simpleton, they don't know too much. And especially these ones now, they're qualifying from the Darul Ulum, they're in Diyuban, they're coming. So they didn't have much respect. So in Mawlana Tanvi Rahmatullahi's mind that there will be a program for the educated class and his sheikh, his ustad will come 
and speak there, Mawlana Mahmudul Hassan. And this way people now will start recognizing that these ulama, there is some merit in their knowledge. Their knowledge is of a sound category. So anyway, Sheikh Hulhin, he accepted his student, he came there. And now when he's speaking to these people, and he started speaking to them. And while speaking to them, he started discussing some fine points. And immediately while discussing the fine points, immediately he said, Maaf, I cannot, I cannot continue any further. And he sat down. Now it was like a disastrous consequence. Yeah, you call to speak and address the people to show the greatness and the knowledge of the people of the ulama. And here this alim comes and halfway through while she's speaking, he says, sorry, I cannot continue any further. And he sits down. Later on when he's asked, it, Hazrat, what happened? Why did you do this? So then he tells Mawlana Tanvi Rahmatullah Ali, he said, while speaking, I sensed in my heart that I'm not speaking for the sake of Allah, I'm speaking to impress these people. And then I realized that there's no benefit in me trying to impress people. Immediately I sat down and I cannot continue. So these people would check their hearts. That what is in my heart? Am I doing it for the sake of Allah Ta'ala? Or am I doing things to impress people? There was a great muhaddis, a great mujahid by the name of Abdullah bin Mubarak. Rahmatullah Ali. He would visit the city. He would frequently visit the city of Raqqa. Raqqa is there in Syria. So when he would go there... There would be people that would come and sit in his zarat. Like how we get a visiting alim that would come. Many people would come and sit and listen. So he was a great muhaddis. So he would come and there was a young person that would always come and sit in his company and benefit from him. So on one occasion when he came to Raqqa, he seen that this young man was not there. So he asked the people that what happened to this person. So he was told that he was owing 10,000 dirhams. And as a result of that he couldn't pay it. So therefore he was imprisoned. So he finds out, he makes inquiries quietly that who is the creditor? Who is the one that is being owed this money? So he goes up to the creditor and he tells the creditor that I'm giving you this money in lieu of that amount that is due to you by this young man. You give me one guarantee is that tomorrow morning you'll go and get him released. And I want another guarantee from you. You don't tell anyone that I came and gave you this money. I'm doing it for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. In other words, I don't want any... So long as I'm alive, you don't tell anybody. So this person gave him that guarantee. The next day, Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak, Rahmatullah, he left and he went away. So this person now goes and he arranges for the freedom of this young boy. That boy is released. When that boy is released, the people tell him that the sheikh was asking about you. So he naturally realizes that he just left today. So he sets off behind him and he catches him up at a certain point. When Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak, Rahmatullah, sees this young man, he, does, he acts as though he knows nothing about what happened. He says, I missed you, I didn't see you, what happened to you? So he said, no, I was imprisoned. He said, how did you come out? He said, no, there was an anonymous person that came and he paid my money and because of him I could come out. So he said, thank Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala made it such that somebody got you out. That's all and he continued. So this is the level of sincerity of the pious people. They would be extremely careful what they do. There's another incident mentioned of Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullah There was an announcement made of jihad. And when this announcement was made of jihad, then he went there and at, at the jihad, you know in the time of jihad, what normally happens is something called Mubaraza, where there is a one-on-one -one combat that happens. So there was a Roman soldier that was there, powerful, strong, mighty. So he was challenging the Muslims, that who is there that's going to take me on onto a duel. So the first Muslim that went, he killed him. Second went, killed him. Like that, six Muslims he had killed. And now he was going into the ranks arrogantly and he was attacking the Muslims, this one person. So Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullah he tells that one sati of his that was there. He says, look, there's a matter that I needed to attend to. If I made shaheed, you must attend to this matter that I got. And he goes himself and he kills this person. 
After that he kills, he challenges about another six of the Romans and he himself, he kills them. And then he goes and he joins the normal rank of the believers and he tells those people around that were there, he says, please don't mention what happened here to anyone. Whatever happened here is was done for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. I don't want pride must come in my heart. They were so careful that pride shouldn't come into their heart. So Allah Ta'ala has made it such that ikhlas, sincerity is something, it's almost as a booster that causes a person's amal to be launched up and Allah Ta'ala accepts it. When the ikhlas is not there, there can be a lot that is done, but it reaches and it goes nowhere. Time is against us. I'll just mention one or two stories. On one occasion, Hazrat Mulana Yunus Patel Sab, Rahmatullah Ali, this I heard it personally from his khadim. He says that once Mulana told me that after Salah, that we're going to go, there's a certain dini gathering that is taking place, a program that is taking place, that we will go there in about 15 minutes. So he said, I dropped Molana at home, and then I went to my place, thinking that just now I have to go back and fetch him. He says, when I reached my house, Molana had phoned me and told me that don't worry about fetching me, we won't go. So I said, okay, maybe something had come, come up, there was some commitment, so I left it. He says, after about 10 minutes or so, Hazrat phoned me up again, and then he told me, okay, we'll go now. So I found it very strange. First he told me we'll go, then we won't go, and now he said we'll go again. He says when I went to pick him up, then Hazrat told me that when I told you I wanted to go, then I checked my heart at that time, I was quite clear about why I wanted to go. Later on I checked my heart again, that what is my intention for going, I wasn't clear. So therefore I told you now we won't go. And again I checked my heart, I was happy, that my heart is clear for the reason that I'm going, and therefore I told you I'll go. This is how... This is how particular our Akabir and our Buzuks were. They checked their heart all the time. Mm-hmm. On one occasion he was there in Medina Sharif. So there was one person, very wealthy Arab person that came to visit Hazrat. And he's telling him about his businesses and his investments and all the different properties that he got. Wealthy person. Now this is what you normally would talk about. So Hazrat Mulana just kept his head down like this. Kept his head down. So this person got worried that what happened? Not feeling well. So Hazrat Mulana, in a nice way, he said... I'm just looking and checking my heart to see whether I'm getting affected by all the investments you want. I'm checking my heart to see that whether this heart is getting affected by all these type of investments. So he said, let me tell you what investments I got. I don't have all these big, big buildings and these big, big properties. But I got one person that will go and make tawaf and say, Hazrat, I send the sawab to you. One person sending salam at the road of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sending my salams. Another person reading Quran Sharif, another person reading Salah, another person doing some other act of charity and all sending the sawab for me. This is the investment that I am hoping. So Allah Ta'ala has made it such, when a person does simple things, these simple things continue so long as that ikhlas and that sincerity, sincerity is there. There was one person, his son told me this incident personally. He said that my father in the town that we live, my father was such that he would always want to give charity, but nobody must know about it. Even up till now, when we give and distribute hampers, that business that we got, the packets mustn't be from our business also. Nobody must know from where these hampers have come. So this was his quality, that whatever he would give, he wanted nobody to know about it. He says on one occasion, in our masjid, the Imam Sahib, it happened such that he knocked into another Musalli's car. And now there was a small dispute that had broken out. The Imam Sahib is claiming, I'm sorry, the Musalli is claiming 30,000 and repairs. And the Imam Sahib feels that it's too high. It was a small, small accident. It only should only be about 10,000 and here he's claiming 30,000. Now what happens in a masjid like that where you got one Musalli that's against the Imam? Now it creates a discussion, it creates a talk. It's unhealthy feeling in the masjid. So the moment he said, my moment my father heard about it, immediately he sent an envelope of 30,000 rand to the Musalli. And he said that this parcel is from the Imam Sahib. 
Imam Sahib asking for Mahd this pastor. Imam Sahib got it, he got so happy. I'm not the Imam Sahib, the Musalli got it, he got so happy. He said, the Imam Sahib has paid me, everything is Mahd. Immediately that whole topic and the discussion in the town was quelled. He says, right up till the day that my father passed away and even up till now, up till now that person, the Imam Sahib himself don't know who paid it and the person who received it, he thinks that the Imam pays it. But nobody knows that my father had paid it. He was so particular. So he says, now Allah Ta'ala had made it such that when a person does things for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala allows his charity to continue even after his death. His children now, every month they build one masjid, Isa al for the father. How many of us can say we build one masjid a year? One masjid in ten years. One masjid a month they build for the father, Isa al over and above the wells, the boreholes, the charities, the charitable work they're doing for this man. Why this man had one quality in it. Above the other qualities, one quality in his life is that he was careful that whatever I did, I did it for the sake of Allah. I'm not doing it to impress anyone. I'm not doing it to show off. I'm doing it for the sake of Allah. The man is gone, but every avenue looking, the children are looking. How can we spend for the sake of our father? Uh, this is what you call barkatin. Barkatin, the ikhlas. Barkatin, the niyat of a person. Another person phone, I'll just finish off on this. This week he's telling me, he says once... I mentioned this incident and I think we also shared this incident here. There's a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that there isn't any person that gives up something for the sake of Allah except that Allah Ta'ala will replace it better for him. He gave up something but Allah Ta'ala will replace it better. So at that time this person had one flat, one unit in on the beachfront somewhere near Mshlanga and there was an agent that told him that I'll get 15,000 rand a month for you for this unit. But all you need to do is put one television in here so that I can get the correct tenant to come and stay. So he phoned to ask. He said, can I ask you a question? He said, is it permissible for me to put this television here and I'll get... So I just gave him one answer. I said, I'll quote to you one hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I quoted this hadith. I said, Allah Ta'ala has given you so much of halal income. Why you want to taint that halal income with a little bit of haram, with a little bit of doubtful? You don't need it. So immediately he told that agent, that's the end of the story. I'm not interested. He said, just a week later, one Arab person came, he approached me for the same unit, 30,000 rand a month. Same unit. He said, I gave it up for the sake of Allah. Allah Ta'ala gave it back to me. So this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then this week he phoned to tell me, he said, let me tell you something else. He says, after that, that lease expired with this Arab person, another person came and he offered me also, uh, and he offered me an amount also, much more than what that person wanted for the television. And this time it is excluding lights and water. With the Arab it was with lights and water. Now excluding lights and water, Allah Ta'ala is giving me even more than what I gave up for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is what we have to bring into our lives. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Do things for the sake of Allah. Allah will reward us. Allah will remunerate us. But it must be for the sake of Allah. Not to impress people. People will get impressed for a short while. Sometimes we have big, big weddings, big, big walimas, big, big functions to impress people. For a few minutes they'll get impressed and everything is lost and everything is forgotten. But if we do it for the sake of Allah, then it will last and it will have, it will have a long lasting benefit right up till the day we pass away and even after that whatever we do when it's done for the sake of Allah Ta'ala my time is expired may Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq of making amal wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam